episode 72, Brandon James Duncan. Welcome to the Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless, tracking down the finest alpha minds on the planet for you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Announcing now the Alpha Ultimatum. Eight-week training that you can take on men from anywhere all over the world coming this winter. Get to the podcast. Okay, guys, we have Brandon James Duncan on the line today, and he's coming from us from Portland, Oregon. He is the man behind Rare Breed, and we're going to dive into a lot more about what that means. But essentially, the Rare Breed is we do not believe in status quo. We make our own luck. We are our brotherhood. We do epic shit. We are Rare Breed. Um, and we're going to delve more into sort of like the, what would be the word? Not necessarily tagline, but sort of ethos behind Rare Breed is pain to power. So we're going to delve more into that. He's an entrepreneur. He owns and sort of successfully runs two restaurants. There's a lot more to him than just what I've said. But firstly, Brandon, are you ready to awaken your alpha? Absolutely. Let's do it. Wait. Okay. So firstly, could you just explain to us a little bit about, I mean, I, I gave the sort of the brief about of uh, Rare Breed. What, what essentially is Rare Breed and how did it come about, I guess is the question. Absolutely. So, so rare breed essentially is a lifestyle. It's a, it's an ethos. It's a way of living um, that's been created uh, very organically from past experiences in my life and in my my partner Sean Whalen's life. And it's it's a, it's a way of living that embodies integrity, honor, loyalty, honesty, bringing forth the cultivation of your soul to essentially be the best version of yourself possible. Um, and we do that again through literally cultivating uh, from within to have anything you desire in life. Brilliant. Sounds good to me. I mean, um, we had Sean Whelan on the uh, sort of a couple of weeks ago and he recommended you as he rightly should. And I've been aware of uh, sort of just our paths across in just through some sort of some like-minded people and sort of mutual connections we've got. Um, is there, I mean, I've probably said a few of your own from your rare breed, but is there a quote or a success quote that you like to live your life by on a daily basis? Or have we already covered that a bit? Yeah, hell yeah. Um, so my, my personal favorite quote is, nothing changes if nothing changes. Um, <clears throat> that was said actually at a friend of mine's funeral about two years ago. And that quote stuck with me. Um, it's resonated. It's become a daily part of my life. For so long, I procrastinated and I, 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 can, I continue to repeat the same habits, the same patterns, uh, you know, hoping for something different, hoping for, you know, a, a, a more successful career or relationship or, um, you know, whatever it may be and realize that nothing changes if nothing changes. You literally have to change what you do on a daily basis to get a different result. So hands down, my favorite quote, it's what I live by on a daily basis. It's interesting as well, the words you used when, before you sort of started to change things, you said you were hoping for, uh, you know, hoping for changes. And I know there's some awesome quotes out there, uh, none of them spring to mind around, about, you know, hope, yeah, it's, that's great and everything, but hope isn't gonna get you anywhere. It's you've gotta actually do actionable steps and actually make something happen and change things yourself. So that, yeah, that's a really good, really good quote you got there, mate. 
you know, I, I'm sure part of it is the environment in which I heard it. Was it, you know, someone that I cared about is at their funeral. So obviously, yeah. you know, you're in that, you're in that mindset, you're in that environment. And so things tend to resonate naturally. And, uh, yeah, man, it's been a huge part of my life. I share it a lot. Um, definitely been something that I think about daily yeah. every single day. I mean, we touched just briefly on in your bio as well that, you know, you've, you've had and run two successful restaurants. You've been an entrepreneur. You've sort of moved everything towards this rare breed type of lifestyle. Um, can we find out your origin story, really? Where, where did you come from originally? I've, I've said Portland, Oregon in there. Um, is that where you're originally from? Um, you know, how did you get from a young man growing up or even when you were right at high school all the way to up to ultimately the rare breed and hooking up with Sean Whalen and really doing some epic shit? Absolutely, man. So it's, a, it's an interesting story. I'll try to, I'll try to give the short and, and, and sweet version here. But originally, I'm from Alabama. So I grew up in a small town called Gunnersville, Alabama. It's in the northeast area of, of the state of Alabama. Uh, um, you know, and I was a bit of a I was a bit of a rebel growing up. I, I, I got in trouble. I uh, uh, I ended up dropping out of high school my senior year, Whoa. and and immediately went to went to college. So I dropped out in the beginning of my senior year, right when I turned eighteen. I got my GED, went to college, did the college thing for. I don't know about a year hey, I was gonna say, and just Brandon, wasn't Brandon for, um, for obviously like English people over here. I didn't realize you could drop out of um, high school, like in your senior year and get to college. I thought kind of like you was a high school dropout and that's where the, where the educational journey ended a little bit. So how, <laughs> how did you manage to drop out and obviously take that <laughs> and then go to college? Cause it's kind of almost seems like they don't go hand in hand. It, yeah, no, I get it. Um, so here in the States, I mean, we can get what's called your GED. So it's, uh, honestly, I don't know what the acronym actually stands for. <laughs> I call it your good enough, your good enough diploma. But, uh, <laughs> awesome. once, once you, once you attain this, you can actually use that and you have to take a couple entry, uh, or entrance, uh, tests or exams, and then you can get into college. So, is so that, I did that. that I kind of bridged that gap. Yeah, is that how you get like I know in uh, in America you get some of these like child geniuses who go to college like when they're twelve or thirteen or something like that. You know, I think honestly, I think those guys just get like a free pass because they're so <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> Are you telling um, me you're more brilliant than uh, at that stage in your life, mate? <laughs> <laughs> For me, it wasn't because I was brilliant. It was actually because I wasn't being being that smart. But uh, you know, I don't I don't regret the choice by any measure. Um, it definitely got me to where I am today, but. But yeah, so, you know, did the college thing for about a year and I just wasn't into it. I was wasting my time. I was wasting my, my family's money that they had, you know, helped support me to go to college. So ended up going into the military at the age of 20, went to the U.S. Coast Guard, uh, did, did four years of active duty service um, right after 9-11, um, was in the military and the Coast Guard, um, had an amazing experience during that four years. But I had the opportunity to go to a place. Sorry. Did you get sent all over the place in them four years or were you mainly sort of based in the U S or I was based in the U S the whole time. So I did, I did my first two years working on the Mississippi river, uh, which is odd when people think about the coast guard did that for two years. And, you know, I, um, I enjoyed it, but I, I still, there was something missing. Like I, I knew that there was something else that I could, I could get and gain from this experience in the military. So uh, I decided to go to what's called a school. So that's your specialty training within the military. And I, I went for food services, which essentially is like culinary school for the military. It was a very, very basic school. 
It was about four months out in Petaluma, California. But during that time, I discovered this passion that I have for food and for cooking and for entertaining people. Um, It's something that I remember as as a kid watching my dad uh, he was a big cook, my mom and my dad, but my dad especially, um, always barbecuing, always cooking out, always having these huge family and friend gatherings, and I really enjoyed that. So, um, And then after the school, I got stationed in a town called Isla Mirada, Florida, which is in the Florida Keys. Um, we called it Station places. Vacation. <laughs> I was going to say. Oh, dude, it was awesome. amazing. It was amazing. Uh, I worked about 14 days a month. Um, you know, I was 22, 23 years old at the time. Uh, I wasn't making a whole lot of money, but got to live down there for free. Was yeah, playing beach lifestyle. volleyball during the day. Just the lifestyle, dude. It was it was amazing. It was epic, and and had a bit of a of, of a tragic experience happen that really uh, changed my life completely. Um, during my last, uh, I guess it was about my last nine months, I uh, I got a phone call on October 3rd of 2003, which was my 23rd birthday. And the phone call was that my little brother, who was a senior in high school, he was 17 years old at the time, he had been in a car accident. And so it was a, it was a bad, a bad wreck. Um, I was in Florida. I caught the next flight home to Alabama and he ended up passing away two days later. So he got in a horrible wreck. He was, he was ejected from, from the car and he severed his brain stem. So immediately my whole world just became turned upside down. Um, you know, my, my family, everybody was just, was just a wreck. And so, uh, you know, I took this as an opportunity for me to, to be strong for everyone. So I felt that it was, you know, I was the older brother. Um, I thought that it was my job, my duty to be strong for my mom, for my dad, for all of my little brother's friends that I saw hurting and in in pain. And I was able to do that for about six months or so. And, uh, Ended up getting out of the Coast Guard that following May. I moved back home to Alabrant. Basically went into the cell phone business with a friend of my little brother's. We opened up a, uh, a store. But, you know, I got, I got into drugs. I got into drinking. I got into partying and used all of those things to fill the pain within that I was experiencing for my little brother. Yeah. And, you know, it stuck with me, man. For, for several years, I was really unable to, to get back on my path in I life. Say- I... I you probably didn't properly grieve if you've come back and thought, right, I better be strong for all like your, my mum, the friends and stuff. So you're putting on a, you know, obviously a strong front and you don't get a chance to really sort of grieve properly yourself. You just bottle it up. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, that's exactly what happened. And, you know, I didn't realize it. Nobody realized it until many, many years later. And, and, and then it was, it had become a, a just shit storm of, you know, these emotions and these, experiences that I I had done with again the partying and the drugs and just you know no 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 true direction 2008 my dad set me down and uh he was getting ready to retire and he said look he said you go back to school for restaurant management learn some of the business side and we're going to open up a restaurant um he said but but you got to go to school first I was like cool let's do it so literally closed my eyes pulled out a map of the United States and stuck my finger down wherever it landed, ended up being Portland, Oregon. I'd never been out here before. So I, I registered for a school that night, got accepted and flew out here about a week later and started school and went to restaurant management school out here in Portland, Oregon for about a year and ended up meeting a, uh, a woman that 
we fell into love head over heels quick and uh, had a had a really amazing relationship. And she ended up moving back to Alabama with me after that year of school. And we opened up my first restaurant called the Rock House Eatery. Uh, my dad, you know, he kind of financially backed the whole deal. And I created the concept, uh, ran the place, and we had a really successful say, time there like- for... Sounds like things took a, an upward turn around that fit, around that phase. Then they, it it absolutely did for a short time. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, and it, it it did, and and there's a lot of reasons why. And I think you know, getting some clarity on my direction, going back to what I was passionate about, which was the food industry. Uh, you know, entertaining people and and working within that space made me very happy and satisfied me. So we opened up the restaurant and the most amazing thing happened and that's that we or she found out my girlfriend at the time that she was pregnant. Um, and so she ended up giving birth to our beautiful daughter named Isla, who, like I told you, when we started just turned four years old today. Um, (laughs) the downside of that is during the time that she was pregnant, I had a couple of injuries. Um, I broke my big toe, uh, shot a nail gun through my finger building a fence and I got addicted to pain pills so you know here here I was I found myself you know everything from the outside looked perfect you know everybody looking in were like wow dude you've got the successful restaurant you have a beautiful woman you have a new home you have a baby on the way like life is good and on the inside no one knew but I was struggling with a pain pill addiction um all of that came to a full speed stop about a month before my daughter was born when everyone found out, my family, uh, her mom, um, everyone found out that I'd been addicted to pain pills. So went to rehab for about two weeks, got, uh, got my shit together, got clean from the pain pills. My daughter is born. Um, the, the, the flip side to that is it did end my relationship um but we what, decided the, as parents well when your daughter was born that? Just, when your daughter was born it just changed the uh, dynamics between you two it, and kind it, of yeah you know it, it 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 we didn't love each other any differently but it, it changed the dynamics absolutely it, it definitely affected the trust um it affected a lot of things and her mom was not from alabama her mom's from portland she had no family she had no friends she had no support system there so she's going through not only you know, the first experience of being a new mother, um, the pregnancy, the everything that comes with that, which is challenging in itself. Uh, but then also she just, you know, had her, had her world completely rocked finding out that, you know, I've been lying to her and I've been addicted to these pain pills for seven months while she was pregnant. So completely, completely changed everything. And it was a challenging time for about that first six months or so after our daughter was born. And we made the decision to move back out to Portland um, so she could be with her family as well and have a little bit more support. I uh, I wanted to be with my daughter, so I decided to move as well. And came back out to Portland in 2010 and started working on myself again. Started getting really uh, interested into personal development, um, personal growth. Started following, you know, the normal guys like Tony Robbins, Brendan Bouchard, all the guys you see. Um, and man, just really became kind of obsessed with it and started changing my life again. 
um, became completely absorbed with the whole idea of being a dad. And I fell in love with my daughter just from the moment I saw her and it completely, she, she completely saved my life. Um, and I, I, I now realized, you know, all the pain that I'd experienced with my brother, with all these different things, I realize now that there's a purpose to it. And, you know, so I started getting back on the right track. I was working some, I was getting successful, getting business, working a couple, couple different projects out here in Portland, uh, started creating a very healthy, um, very supportive and loving relationship as co-parents for our daughter. Uh, and then in May of 2011, I had another huge thing happen, another, another tragedy. And my dad passed away. Um, he had a massive heart attack on a Saturday morning at home with my mom by his side, <clears throat> you know, so it just, it, it brought everything back from, from my little brother and everything. Yeah. Um, but this time I made the decision not to repeat the same habits, the same yeah. patterns, because I had been on this journey. I had been going through the personal growth. I had a better mindset. I was stronger mentally and emotionally. And plus having my daughter, I knew that there was something that I now needed to step up yeah, and be a man for. Keep it together, yeah. I got to keep it together, get my shit together, you know. So, um, and that the last three years have been some of the best three years of my life. So, for that first year after my dad passed away, I continued to focus on personal development, um, started coaching and training athletes in the gym. So, basically, personal training yeah. type stuff. Um, something that I myself have always, I've always used fitness and sports as a release uh, as a foundation for me to um, be the type of guy that I am by dedicating and committing to my fitness and started sharing that with others and just became really passionate about that. And it, it really helped me. And we have a Yoda question here where we say like, who helped awaken your alpha? I mean, depending even between sort of when you was a lot younger and going through these phases, you mentioned some well-known names. Was there anyone you'd say it could be a several figures who really helped you step it up a level and go through this process? Who helped you awaken your alpha? Absolutely, man. The, 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 the man that did that is Garrett J. White. He saved my life. Um, Garrett, he has a, a, a company called Wake Up Warrior. He created the space in my life for me to see what I was unable to see previously. And what I mean by that is he, he allowed me to just be who I am, but to see things from a new perspective, to understand and identify what actually means something to me in my life, and then connect on a much deeper, deeper level to that purpose, and then figure out from that place how to now make the changes I was looking for in my life. So through that experience, Garrett challenged me to do an Ironman triathlon. Uh, so I signed up. I said, cool, let's do it. I trained for about seven months. Ended up this last June going out to Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, meeting for the first time Sean Whalen. We had talked on the phone a few times, but Sean had also gone through uh, the Warrior Academy with Garrett, and yeah. Garrett also challenged Sean to do an Ironman triathlon. Garrett connected Sean and I. We talked a couple times on the phone, and then we, we met up. We got a house together in, in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho to do this first Ironman, and immediately we just became brothers. We, uh, we connected, we bonded, we went through a life-changing experience together, pushing our mind, our body, and our spirits to places that they had never been. Through that, the rare breed was born. Um, 
the the title, the name, the phrase rare breed was said to me from a dear friend of mine a few years back. She said that that um, she was making a comment to me about just my life and things that I've been through. And she said that I'm a very authentic man, that I'm not a new breed, but that I'm a rare breed. I, uh, we ended up using that rare breed is, is kind of the, again, the, the title, the name of, of the, the, the lifestyle that we intend to create. Um, I wanted to ask actually, because again, this is coming from, I'm someone who uh, touched wood. I've, I've managed to, like, I'm sure like a lot of people and a lot of people have experienced trauma, but I've managed to sidestep real tragedy on the scale that you've had. Um, what would you say would be some like advice from someone who's been through it, both badly been through it and then handled it slightly better? Well, definitely better another time. What would you say some advice or things to do to really tackle when you have some, you know, I'm sure everyone's different, but some ex- extreme tragedy really and unexpected. Yeah, man, absolutely. That's, you know, is just keep pushing. Um, things are going to happen, you know, and the stuff that I've experienced, it's not that bad compared to other people out there in the world. And that's yeah, something that's always yeah. helped, helped me. Perspective, I guess. Is it, yeah. You know, yeah, it's, it, 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 it's all the perspective in which you view it. And for me, anytime tragedies ever hit, I try to remind myself that no matter how bad it may seem, there's always someone else out there in the world that's going through something worse and something harder. And if they can do it, if they can get through that, then I sure as hell can. Yeah. And you have to realize that on the other side of pain, that's where the power exists. That's where the strength and the courage and all, all the things that you're seeking eagerness. So on the other side of tragedy is miracle. And my little brother, he was a heart donor a man received his heart and I got to meet this man. I got to have a relationship, a friendship with this man for 10 years. And about a year and a half ago, I actually took my daughter and I introduced my daughter to this, to this man who received my brother's heart, who is living 10 years longer because my little brother's heart is beating in his chest. And my daughter got to put her ear up to this man's chest and listen to her uncle who's in heaven or passed away or yeah. however you want to coin the phrase. She got to listen to his heartbeat. And when you experience something like that, when you can take yeah. a painful, tragic experience and you can turn it into the miracle, dude, it's, it's one of the most powerful experiences ever. Yeah, that sounds um, really powerful. Mm. So, so yeah, man, the advice is just, you know, never give up. There's a, uh, Life is going to throw some curveballs at you and things are going to get hard at times. But if you can have the perspective to always be positive, to be strong and to realize that it's going to be okay, no matter how hard it ever gets, there's good times. Cool. Good stuff, man. That's, that's very good advice. And I mean, you was mentioned there about light, dark, night, day, yin, yang. So it's we're straight into the yin, yang, just to completely change the tone of the interview. So I'm just going to hit you with 50 randomness and we're just going to find out a little bit more about you and see what makes you tick. Sound good? Sounds good, man. Okay. Swim or cycle? Swim. Cycle or run? Run. (laughs) You can see see the theme I'm going with it. Tea or coffee? Coffee. Beer or vodka? Vodka. Uh, Night or day? 
nighttime. Yeah. It's your party in background, nighttime animal. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. <laughs> Schwarzenegger or Stallone? <laughs> Stallone. Ah, that they are very close for me, but yeah. That's a, yeah, it's always. A, I'm part. Of, I'm, I'm part. I'm part Italian, so I got to go with the old Italian, Italian stallion. Stallion. I knew it. I should have recognized that. <laughs> beard <laughs> or clean shaven? Uh beard, man. Okay. Actually, I should have said beard or stubble, because uh, yeah, I don't think I've ever seen a picture of you clean shaven, but yeah, you've always got something. No. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Okay, and this is the complete blank around. You just got to complete the blanks for me, and we'll see where it takes us. So, your best friend would describe you as? Wildly creative. That's a good one. Last time you were drunk was? Uh, about six months ago. Okay. Your favorite movie of all time is? Probably Grease. Grease? The old musical. Yeah. That. Yeah. John Travolta. I've only seen that about a billion times, as, as I'm sure most people have. Ah, good <laughs> shout. That's awesome. Something you fear the most is? Oh, man, that's a tough one. Because, yeah. um, again, it's just Probably my daughter. Yeah. Probably, uh, probably my daughter's safety. Yeah, man. Yeah, kids. Yeah, that's a great shout. And, yeah, I've only got two boys. Not only got boys, but I've got boys. And I, in my head, I always think, God, I'd be even more worried if I had girls for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> it's just that man thing. Like, we knew what we were like when we were younger. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Trust exactly. me, I'm dealing with it every day. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. If I was ever to visit Alabama, I should? You should eat at our restaurant, the Rock House Eatery. Ah, awesome. And uh, you're, in, you're in Portland at the moment, aren't you? I am at the moment. So if I was ever to visit Portland, I should, or have you got another restaurant there as well? <laughs> <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Um, if you ever visit Portland, you should go skydiving. Man, I love a skydive. It's uh, yeah. Once you're off and out, it's, oh, it's, it's amazing. It's <laughs> it doesn't feel like you're falling, does it? It's brilliant. No, it's, it's, it's incredible for sure. Now and we're going to kind of move towards the finish of the alpha round. And this is where you give us any tools, tricks and tips. We've had a few of them already. We'd like you to start this off with a particular book recommendation that is either an all time favorite of yours, or you might be currently reading it. It's up to you. Yeah, for sure. So, so, um, I, I, I try to read a lot and there's a ton of books out there, but one that I go back and read over and over one that a lot of the guys in, 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 in our brotherhood, continues to read is called the way of the superior man and it's a oh, book by an author named david dita um you familiar with it i've heard of it it's been recommended i think but yeah it sounds absolutely legendary yeah been recommended once. yeah it's uh it's an incredibly written or well-written book and um it's hands down my favorite book and probably that's a strong recommendation that's what you want i'm that's to the level of i'm gonna read that one sharpish because you know sometimes we're like i got four or five but it's nice when someone comes in and says boom this is my favorite book of all time so good recommendation yeah yeah I, yeah i've got literally about three or four copies at the house <laughs> awesome. what's um do you have a particular habit or productivity resource that you do almost on a daily basis that keeps you on the straight and narrow at the moment <laughs> 
Yeah, absolutely. I, I meditate every single day for 20 minutes. Hands down, uh, meditation has also changed my life. It's something that allows me to um, almost, this is going to sound odd, but almost control time. I'm not reacting to the elements. I'm not reacting to the environment around me. Instead, I am much more calm, collected, um, much more patient, zero stress. Uh, it's just, it's, it's an amazing, simple practice that anyone can do. It has no, a lot of people fear that it's connected to religion or this or that, and it's not. It's none of those things. No, it's just a simple not. process of um, calming the mind and just clearing the chaos, the chatter that we all have yeah. in our mind throughout the day. Someone I was talking to put it in a nice way. Like if you said to like sometimes, like you say, meditation sometimes puts people off. But if you said to someone, okay, just spend 20 minutes a day just sitting there having a bit of quiet and just some time to yourself and just th thinking about things. People say, oh, that sounds quite nice. Yeah, that's pretty much meditation. Obviously, like you say, there's different levels. Sure. But you just say to someone, would you like 20 minutes to yourself to just be quiet and have a bit of peace and quiet? People go, hell yeah. <laughs> oh, it's amazing, man. It's amazing. I, uh, I actually practice uh, the, the type of meditation is called ascension meditation. And, you know, people can, can check it out on, on Google or, or look it up. But it's a... Uh, it's a, again, it's a simple practice. It's a simple, simple um, way to meditate and still uh, experience the benefits. Brilliant. That's a great recommendation. So again, we put stuff like that on our show notes when the show goes live. So that's, that's a really good recommendation. Who do you think I should interview next? Jason Silva. Um, he's the host of a TV show called Brain Games. Uh, amazing philosophical thinker and... Um, uh, just a student of life. This guy is brilliant. Another guy who owns the fitness and nutraceutical company called Onnit. His name is Aubrey Marcus. And uh, Aubrey Marcus is an, a, another brilliant mind, um, deeply, deeply connected into spiritual awakening stuff, into meditation, but doing it in a way that's very mainstream. Um, it's not... It's not your kind of new age style that a lot of people get turned off by. And he's done an incredible job of, of bringing kind of that cool factor to this world. And um, he would be a great. Some brilliant recommendations and more thing I'm happy about. I've, I've never heard of either of them two guys and they sound instantly as I suppose they need to be. They sound really interesting. Like, I completely agree. They'd be brilliant for this. Cheers, man. Well, um, what's the best way people can connect with you if they want to find out a little bit more about Rare Breed and yourself? For sure. So the website is www.rarebreedlife.com. Not a lot of a lot of info on the website. It's going to be a video of Sean and I reflecting after the Iron Man. There's also going to be um, a link. Yeah, a link on there where people can go to our Facebook page, which is also Rare Breed Life. You can find my personal page on Facebook is Brandon James Duncan. You know, what is life like on a daily basis at the moment? I mean, are you still heavily involved in the restaurant business or have you kind of managed to delegate that away? And what's, what's like an average day for you at the moment? I kind of just do whatever I want. And what I mean by that is that I, I create my work around my life. And, you know, I have the opportunity because of hard work and things that I've done throughout my life to, to now have the availability to work from a laptop, to work from an iPhone, a, a, a day in the life, man, is just um, I get up every day at 5 a.m. I spend the first couple of hours doing my normal daily routine, meditating, reading, journaling, studying, 
Uh, and then I usually go to take my daughter to, to, to school, have a breakfast, um, hit the gym for a few hours in the morning. I'll uh, have some coaching calls, um, a few sessions that afternoon. Usually take a little rest and meditate again later in the day and then just relax. You say, know, and with your coaching calls, are they predominantly business or are they training? Because I know you said you train people as well. Are they a bit of a mix? Yeah, it's a mix, you know, so we kind of adopted the same approach as Garrett. You know, most of my clients, we use foundation or we use fitness as the foundation, but we dive into everything yeah. from relationship coaching to hey man, business like coaching awake, to awaken your alpha rare breed. It's wake up worry. It's, it's what needs, it's what men need. It's everything. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Sounds awesome. Yeah. Yeah. We're, 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 yeah, we're, we're trying to create, we're trying to create a society of men that are the alpha version of themselves, that are awake, that are powerful to create whatever they intend, that are living at their purpose and bringing that to everyone they touch in their life. They're having epic relationships, epic connection with their kids, with their family, uh, just amazing business and career and fitness and body and everything you can imagine, having, having it all in each area. Perfect. Well, Brandon, thanks so much for taking the time today. I know I said we'd be uh, 30 minutes-ish. We'd be more like 40-ish. <laughs> but um, we, we, no just, worries. we had to get it all in there. So definitely, it's been, it's been an absolute pleasure. And if you ever make it over my way, um, you have to give me a heads up and we'll, we'll catch up and meet up properly and maybe do something, do something crazy or epic together. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. Thank you, Adam. I appreciate your time, man. I appreciate you having me on the show. And uh, no worries. feel free to reach out if there's ever anything I can do to help them. Check out this fantastic podcast. Do the little guy a favor. Subscribe and review. It'll help get him off my back. If you'd like to sponsor all or any of the Awakening Your Alpha episodes, get in contact. For example, this episode is sponsored by The Alpha Ultimatum coming this winter. This is an eight-week training we're launching men from anywhere all over the world with your body, your brain, your belief, your balance, and ultimately up-leveling your life in all areas. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless.